Hello. <laughs> Hi, weirdos and friends. Welcome back. This is Happy Hour Gets Weird. I'm Cassie. And I'm Tiffany. And we talk about weird shit and have cocktails while we do it. Yeah, this is a one and done episode. Mm-hmm. The Dollar Beer Nights of Podcasts. We're not here for a long time, but we're here for a good time. Yes. Also, the House Margarita, which is always a favorite. Why not? I love a good hangover. Me too. My favorite kind of house margarita is where they, we used to have a bar in our our hometown and it was, well not in our hometown, but near our hometown. And they used to serve dollar house margaritas out of an igloo cooler. Why not? That's how you know it's going to be a good night. If you're drinking a margarita from an orange igloo cooler, You are going to make some really great decisions and maybe some really bad decisions that might end up being really funny stories later on in life. Oh my God. Well, we are going to talk about the weirdest fire rescue stories in 2020. Some of the weirdest. Um, There was a lot going on in 2020 and some of these might not have made the news. Front page headlines. (laughs) You think? (laughs) I am pretty sure none of these made the front page headline, but I'm here for it. I'm ready. Uh, Okay, to start this shebang off, I'm going to let you in on a little secret. So the person that I may or may not be married to Mm -hmm. had this happen to him. Wait, what? Yes. Okay, okay. And but this sto- but this story isn't specifically he was not written up in the paper. No, it w- didn't make news. Um <laughs> it's just been passed down through family. Okay. So, my husband when he was I don't know. I'm going to say 9, I don't know the exact age. He has an older brother who's several years older than him. And it was summertime. They were off of school and they were playing in their living room. And they have this couch that's one of those hide-a-bed couches. Uh, Mm -hmm. But it was made in like the 50s. So it's super sturdy. It's probably Mm -hmm. made with like 100% lead steel. Anyways, they were playing this game. And they rolled my husband up in the bed, folded it up, and put him in the couch. And then put the cushions on it as a joke. What? Yes. Well, he got stuck. They tried to pull him back out and it began to squish his body and he started to freak out. And then, you know, they lived in a beach town. They did not have air conditioning. It was very hot. He began to... Could he even breathe? (laughs) No, he said he couldn't breathe. So they had to call the fire department to get him out of a couch. And the fire rescue came and they got him out of this couch and he says that they saved his life, which I'm sure he fully believes. <laughs> but I guess boys will be boys. And they never did that again. So uh, I'm very grateful to their uh, local fire department because they saved my husband's life. And we might not be married if he had been stuck in that couch forever. First of all, I like how you say we might not if he died because of your little you know, the necrophilia comments <laughs> that you've made in the past. Whatever, whatever. I'm not even going to get into it. It's fine. I'll see you in prison. It's fine. Um, I can't believe, I mean, I can't believe because I have kids, but 
wouldn't they just think he wouldn't be able to breathe folded up in a bed put into a couch and covered in cushions I don't I don't I don't you know boys brains don't develop till they're 25 (laughs) and I just let alone being squished just the just the being able to breathe factor is and where I'm at. He had wiggled his way from between the the sandwich mattress and down to the very bottom of the couch, like near the floor. So he was yes. within the the uh, bars, and it was. He said it was very scary. I believe it was scary. He he. Oh my god! I'm oh sure my, it was. So he. Everybody was panicking. There was. I'm sure that didn't help the situation. So the fire department. Being the heroes that they are, came and rescued him, and I I will add without damaging the couch. Thank you, firefighters. Yes, not what you signed up for, but <laughs> you did save a life that day. <laughs> um, okay, so that will lead us into some other very odd, probably kind of funny, uh, fire rescues. The source for this is firerescue1.com, and it is an article titled Top 10 Weird News Stories You Probably Missed in 2020. This one is Goodwill Gone Bad. So in Patterson, New Jersey, January 2020, firefighters rescued a 38-year-old woman from inside a metal clothing donation bin where she had been trapped for three days. How? Nobody else donated anything during that three-day span? I guess not. I don't know. She said she was reaching into the bin when someone ran by, pushed her inside, and kept running. Uh, <laughs> oh my God. And a passerby heard the woman screaming for help and called 911. Uh, firefighters came, cut open the door, and found her at the bottom of the bin. However... Police say it was the third time the same woman was trapped inside a clothing donation bin. Hmm. So I, that's, (laughs) I'm no detective, but that's a little suspicious. It's a little fishy. I'm, I'm wondering, did somebody really run by and push her in? Was it a, a run by bin pushing? Drive by fruiting. (laughs) I just picture her coming out dressed like Joey and Chandler on the episode where they're wearing all of the, each other's clothes with no underwear of friends. She comes out with 19 shirts on and yes. five pairs of pants on. And I think, you know, if it was the first time, I would believe that somebody had run by, pushed her in. I can't, you can't, I don't think you can push somebody into a bin and, and by just running by, pushing yeah. and keep running. You'd have to, like, grab them by the legs, flip Whoopsie them over day. your shoulder. Yeah. yeah. And then someone would running. have to hold the bin door open. Uh, I don't know. <laughs> Anyways, thank goodness she's okay. I mean, it is it is funny picturing in your mind somebody picking somebody up and basically throwing them into a trash can full of clothing. <laughs> oh, okay. Uh In Modesto, California, April 2020, a woman left her job at the courthouse to find a swarm of bees on her car. She figured the bees would fly off once she drove away, so she got in her car and headed for the highway. Although some flew off, not all did, so she drove to a fire station for help. Uh, The terrified woman, rightly so, 
was now trapped inside her vehicle by thousands of bees. Okay, if I walked to my car and saw thousands of bees <laughs> yeah. on my car, my first thought wouldn't be like, get in your Let's car and drive. start to drive. <laughs> Let's drive now. <laughs> this sounds like a scene from Candyman, first of all. Like, get the fuck out of there. Get away from that car. So scary. And I want, did somebody cover her car in honey? Was this a prank? I don't know. Maybe the queen flew into her air conditioning vents and they were starting oh, to b- so smart. build a hive or something. I'm not sure. But um, so the the Modesto firefighters contacted a local beekeeper while they were, why you, this, this terrified, hysterical woman rolling in a, a, like, literally driving a beehive drove into their fire station and uh the the beekeeper said miss them with some water because everybody knows that bees you know we've all seen the bee movie they don't really do well in the rain but it wouldn't kill them it no would it just... doesn't it, it makes them immobile uh mm-hmm. flight wise so the the bees fell off and they relocated uh right onto the division chief's suv so they just went Wait, from... They just went to another car? Yes. Yeah. So <laughs> in, they called the beekeeper back and said, actually, we need a we need a house call. Like, this isn't working. They're just building hives in all of our fire trucks. Like, this isn't going to work. <laughs> so they arrived. They gathered up what was left of the colony in a bee box, and they were humanely relocated. I love how they keep calling the bee guy. Like, they're not just fuck this and spraying him with their fire hoses. They're being very thoughtful. Well, I have an irrational fear of bees anyways. What? I love bees. Not honeybees. I, I love bees. honeybees. It's the meat bees. It's the meat bees for me. I do not trust a meat bee. I do not trust an insect that eats meat. They're meaner than a wasp. They honestly. Are, I've seen them viciously attack a 90-year-old woman without batting an eye, and it scarred me for life, and I am terrified. Do you want to tell this story about how you behave when you're stressed out? <laughs> Do you want to retell this story nope. on the pod? That's for another time. I I don't need everybody listening to know that I'm a terrible person. <laughs> I've already brought up the fact that you're slightly into necrophilia on this episode. So. No. Oh, I d- okay, listen. All I did was I, I asked my husband if he woke up and I was dead – would he give me a proper send-off in the form of sex? And he said, of course, like any normal person would. Absolutely not. And I said, well, I wouldn't mind. The tables were turned. No promises is basically <laughs> her answer. And also, that's not the first time she's had discussions like this. So don't let her fool you, My poor podcast husband. listeners. She is, she is yeah. a terrible, terrible person and her poor husband. Yeah. This, our marriage is what happens when you're nice to the weird girl. <laughs> it's just a lifetime of like very bizarre conversations that you do want, you want no part of. Okay. So I'm glad that it worked out well for the bees. I do love honeybees. Me too. I want to be a bee charmer when I grow up. You really do. I, apparently that'll be when I'm 80 because I've legally been an adult for a while. It's now. like Tiffany's ultimate dream to buy a property and, and have a bee a hive. I uh, Bees love me. I love them. I want to be like on fried green tomatoes where she just walks up, takes some honey. Best friends with the bees. Yes. I, on the other hand, my movie with bees is Macaulay Colgan in My Girl. 
how dare you bring that up? Now I'm upset. <laughs> okay, next. Okay. In Bellevue, Florida, Claudia, a 64-year-old, was arrested in late August and charged with battery on a firefighter. <gasps> Claudia approached the Marin County Fire Rescue Firefighters during a fire investigation, saying she had information about the incident. When they asked her to leave the area until they were able to speak to her, she complied but returned shouting obscenities. When the firefighters again asked her to leave, she left, but then returned again. <laughs> this time, with a sock filled with two soup cans, and she meant fucking <gasps> business. Holy shit, are you serious? The woman swung the sock at the <gasps> firefighters because she was afraid they were going to hurt her. What? One firefighter was struck twice on the right shoulder. That would fucking hurt. That that is a very dangerous weapon. Ingenious, but dangerous. This lady is a maniac. Um, That's crazy. That is crazy. I feel like that's not the first time she's filled a sock with cans of soup. <laughs> Honestly, people have, uh, you know, baseball bats next to their bedside, guns, knives. This lady just has a tube sock with two potato soup cans. It's like a Campbell's nunchuck. <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> I'd like to see that Ninja Turtle, honestly. And she's in her 60s, mind you. That would be the best kung fu movie I have ever seen. And I am a fan of kung fu. I love kung fu movies. Soup and Grandma? Yes. Oh, my God. Make it, Campbell's. Make it a Campbell's and Michael Bay production. <laughs> okay, so the next story comes from Bristol Bay, Alabama. On Saturday night in July... Dawson Porter stole a fire engine from the King Salmon Fire Station and drove 15 miles with the lights flashing. Kind of fun. Very stupid. I mean, it is very stupid, but I mean, maybe he's living out a childhood, you know, dream of being a firefighter. The 22-year-old had broken a fire station window, then drove the fire truck through the closed bay doors. Whoa. To make oh his God. getaway. I know. <laughs> No one's even going to notice siren on crashing through the building's doors. Those are giant doors. Um, you know, he he was caught because he drove the fire engine with the lights on to a local watering hole called Fisherman's Bar. He just needed to get there in a hurry. He just went to a bar? Yeah. He did all that just to get to a bar? Yes. As a bartender... Could you imagine if somebody pulled up in this situation? Could you imagine being I, the bartender? <laughs> so um, he caused $10,000 worth of damage and the $100,000 truck was temporarily placed out of service while it awaited repairs. So, I mean, that's pretty serious that that town was one fire engine down, which is important to have. Definitely. You know, but I mean, best drunken story of all time. Was he drunk when he started or just ended? It doesn't, it doesn't say. say. He had to have been. I mean, of all things to take to a bar. To... <laughs> he just, he committed such a huge amount of damage and he did such a big crime just to, just to barely drive and then just go to a bar. Just so all in the name of wetting your whistle. <laughs> I don't know. I, it, that's in Alabama. So I'm assuming he said wet. Wet my he whistle. Said that. He yeah. for sure said yes. that. Okay, so this comes from Pennsylvania. 
In late June, firefighters rescued a man who reportedly wandered the sewer for three days. Oh, no. Yes. He should get the number of the lady who spent three days at the in the clothing bin. That's a match if I've ever seen one. <laughs> the fire department crews were called to perform a rescue in the parking lot of an industrial park. They initially attempted to remove the storm drain, storm grate, excuse me, using a forklift. That was unsuccessful. They proceeded to cut through the grate with two K-saws. The rescue took approximately 30 minutes. Um, and according to the man who appeared to be in good health, he'd entered the sewer somewhere near Scranton. The office. Yes. Um, it was actually just Dwight. It was Dwight Schrute <laughs> from the office. That's how they're going to do the, They're going to make the spinoff finally after all this time. And that's the first episode. It was just Dwight has been living in the sewers ever since. <laughs> the, the spinoff is dark, as takes a darker turn. It's a post-apocalyptic. <laughs> he was... He was uh, in good shape. They did take him to the hospital, and nobody ever found out why he had wandered into the sewers in the first place. Well, that was my question. Maybe he's looking for the alligators. I don't know. I feel like the journalists really dropped the ball on this one to not ask the basic question of why. It's not. It's just leaves us really with like so many questions. Maybe he was a Ninja Turtle. Maybe. All of these stories come back to people being Ninja Turtles. <laughs> The next one comes from Florida. The Orlando Fire Department responded to an August call regarding a 15-year-old girl who was locked inside a gun safe. The teenager, yeah, apparently walked inside. Oh, it wasn't like a home. It was a display at Shooter's World Gun Range and Showroom. So it was an empty gun safe. She walked in, which Uh must be one of those large, very large gun safes, and the door fell shut behind her and she was trapped how did they not have the code i don't know so the crews attempted to follow the manufacturer's instructions to rescue the girl but the safe's fail safe system had failed now that is a riddle that you need to solve (laughs) the the fire department then called in their special teams unit who forced the door safe using hydraulic extraction tools oh like the jaws of life Yes, but I don't know why they didn't just call up Charlize Theron and Mark Wahlberg from the Italian job because world's best safe cracker. When you're right, you're right. Yes. That is scary because I can't imagine there's much air in there. No, and it's dark. Ooh, you know, I don't like that. I'm against this. Just for the record, I'm against being locked inside of a safe. (laughs) Yes. So the girl was eventually released unharmed and they were in constant communication to make sure that uh, her safety was ensured. This next one comes from Riverside, California, where one family's Halloween display caused a real scare over Halloween. Carmen and Travis had a bright orange fire light in their windows, and it caused people in their neighborhood to believe that their house was on fire. Wow, must have been good decoration. I know. The flames appeared so realistic, firefighters had been called multiple times. Wouldn't you just take it down after the first one time shame on you two times shame on me like just take it down I know I I mean I can't I can't I don't know why they did that I don't know so this one is kind of gross actually very gross Um, okay you I feel like you probably had a feeling poop was going to get worked into this list because somehow poop always comes up so 
There you go. You're welcome. You always ask for it, and I just I I deliver. I definitely <laughs> always ask for it. You're right. I'm just begging for the poop stories. <laughs> you called me out. You nailed it. It's funny because she hates the poop stories, and I give them to her anyways. Um, this one comes from Florida. There's a lot going on in Florida. I mean, let's just put that out there. We love it. We love Florida. <laughs> Uh, it's exciting. There's never a dull moment. Mm-hmm. In November, firefighters received a dispatch for a horse that was trapped in a septic tank. <gasps> yes. Okay. Sad and ew. Yes. Gross. Very gross. Uh, how? Okay. How did this happen? Well, it's. I'm sorry. I can't. I can't deliver that. It says somehow. A okay. Year, so I don't know how. Somehow. A forty—I know it's annoying. Uh, a forty-year-old horse known as Buddy Bear uh, had fallen into the unknown depths of the tank. Forty years old? Are horse years just human years, or are they like dogs? I actually have no idea. I don't know either. <laughs> forty just seems old for a horse. Any horse girls out there? Can you let us know how we age horses? Like what? What is the year calculation? Because uh, I you. don't know. Uh, firefighters arrived on scene to find the horse almost submerged. <gasps> yes. Ooh, I bet it was like a vacuum. Yes. Like quick Quicksand. They oh. immediately called in Special Operations Hazmat Heavy Rescue 1 and Technical Rescue Team Heavy Rescue 2 to assist in the rescue. That's a lot of teams. My face is like frozen and horrified. <laughs> Your face it's looks frozen. like you've just seen a 40-year-old horse in a giant bowl of shit. That's what it looks I like. I can't not make this face. <laughs> I'm trying to not to not look so horrified, but I can't change my face. Oh, my goodness. So using a fire hose, the teams created a sling to support Buddy Bear and then hoist him out of the tank. And good news, happy ending, Buddy Bear is reportedly doing fine. <laughs> How did he get in there? I mean, rescue, Heavy Rescue Team 1 and Technical Rescue Team 2 all got E. coli. But Buddy Bear <laughs> but Buddy is Bear's fine. Great. He's, He's doing great. wonderful. <laughs> Buddy Bear. And that is the end of our list. And I think that we uh, really need to, to, especially over 2020, which is a year of pandemic, these stories were fun. Nobody really got injured. It was lighthearted. But seriously, firefighters are working harder than ever. They were still going on calls, still doing rescues during a pandemic. And we cannot give enough thank yous. We cannot give enough thank yous to firefighters and community service workers. And all of the first responders out there that were busting their ass through the worst year that we've seen in such a long time. Absolutely. The true, true heroes of the pandemic. Yes. Alongside, you know, nurses and grocery store workers, frontline workers also. But thank you to all of them. Yes. Definitely. Yes. It was man to be a firefighter great stories i know oh my god and you know the stereotype that firefighters are handsome it's real it's true it's a true stereotype yes it is wait is it a stereotype if it's actually fact i think it's just fact oh the fact it's a true fact (laughs) 
So uh, actually in our, um, when we used to bartend in our local bar, we, we had the pleasure of serving some firefighters, off duty of course, but they were always very kind and handsome. Yep, the fire department was close to the bar. Yeah, so they would come in and wet their whistle. I got to stop saying that. It's going to freak people out. (laughs) (laughs) And that is the end of our one and done. We hope you enjoyed it. And remember, if you see a first responder out and about, don't forget to thank them for their service because we really do uh, rely on first responders. Your life could depend on it, and it does depend on it. And it's always nice to hear a thank you for dedicating your life to your community. 100%. And next week, we are covering a topic that we've never covered before, a true crime topic. So we are excited to bring that to the podcast. And thank you for listening. Thank you so much for listening. And thank you to everyone who has rated, reviewed, and subscribed to our show. It really helps out small podcasts like ours yes and it means the world to us so don't forget to love yourself lock your door and light some sage cheers to that cheers to that